This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Well, hello everyone. Hope that you're all doing all right. Are the nerves coping okay? Have you got your tickets yet? Are you ready for the big game? Can the Stags get over the line? Are you prepared for all the drama? Lots of questions going around in our head ahead of that big playoff first leg semi-final with Northampton Town on Saturday night at Wonkall Stadium. Of course, we'll have our preview podcast for you later in the week, tomorrow night actually as we're recording this, Thursday evening, 6 o'clock on our social media pages as always. But in the build-up to the big game, we thought we'd give you a little bit of extra special content for you. Now, cast your mind backs 18 years ago, the 2003-2004 season. Keith Curl is the manager. The Stags have been relegated the previous season and were absolutely flying. Liam Lawrence on the right, Wado Cordino down the left, Junior Mendes, Colin Larkin banging the goals in up front, Neil McKenzie scoring the odd screamer from the centre of the park, making him my hero, Kevin Pilkton in goal, and at the heart of the Stags' defence, Reese Day will come to him in just a second. The season comes to an end and the Stags, like in the here and now, are in the playoffs. They're taking on Northampton Town over two legs. The first away at Sixfield Stadium, the second back at Field Mill and yet again there was drama involved. The Stags were 2-0 up after that first leg at Sixfields, courtesy of Reese Day and I think Junior Mendes. And then in the second leg, the Stags in typical Mansfield fashion threw it all away. They went 3-0 down and had to rely on a goal from Tom Curtis to send the tie on aggregate to extra time. Penalties then, the Stags held their nerve. Mansfield scored all five of those and thanks to a save from Kevin Pilkington, had an opportunity to go through. Up stepped Colin Larkin to took home Mansfield's fifth and final penalty and to send the Stags to Cardiff to the Millennium Stadium for a playoff final against Huddersfield Town. Great memories. Not so much of the final. Thanks very much to the uh, the linesman's offside flag, etc, etc, etc. Not even mentioning Liam Lawrence's penalty, which I think is still rising. Well, one man who was uh, very much part of that squad and is very much part of Mansfield Town supporters' hearts is uh, Welsh centre-half, absolute legend, Rhys Day. And I caught up with him earlier this morning to talk all things playoffs against Northampton Town in what we're calling a new feature for the Mansfield Matters podcast, Stags Stories Snippets. 
Not quite a full episode, or nowhere near a full episode actually if we're being completely honest, but just enough to whet the appetite for what's to come in the future. Sit back and enjoy. Well, I'm delighted to be joined on the line this morning by a true Stags legend and one man who, the last time we played Northampton across two legs in the playoff semi-final, certainly had a hand to play. It's Mr. Reese Day. Reese, how are you, mate? It's great to speak after after what seems like an absolute eternity since your testimonial at the one call. Yes, it's been a while. Um, as I said earlier early on in the intro, but the dream is the dream is well and truly gone now from being a footballer and. Um, and living that lifestyle, and now being a dad of three, and, and working a, a proper nine till five, so to speak, um, seems a long way away from the days of, 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 of kicking the ball around at Field Mill. Yeah, it certainly it certainly does, but I'm sure that those memories will still be uh, clear in your head, and of course, this weekend, it's almost like a repeat of, can you believe, 18 years ago when we last played them in the, in the playoffs? Wow. That time flies, right? It sure does. It sure does. What can you remember about that uh, that season? Because it was really your. I think you'd had a, a, a short loan spell the season before, but then you, you joined us on a permanent transfer in the summer, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. So the season before, I ended up um, come on loan, and then we played away at Bristol City, I believe it was, and I broke my jaw in a game there, which broke me off for the rest of the season. Unfortunately, we got relegated that year, as you'll all know, but then um, we had a real good go at it um, in the, in, in was it League Two then? Or was yeah, it, yeah, yeah, you, it, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we had a real good goal that year with, with Curly at the helm, and, and we had a real good, strong squad with the likes of Liam, Bobby, Adam Eaton, myself, Young Baptiste was in there, uh, Leroy Williamson, and then I, I, <laughs> um, Junior up top with Christie. So yeah, it was a, a real strong team. Cords obviously with his chop, Tommy Curtis. I'm bloody hell, I'm rolling back the names here. <laughs> so yeah, we had a real good go at it, and um, it was an enjoyable season that one from from on the field antics as well as off the field. Yeah, absolutely. There's lots of stories off the off the field as well. I can't I'm going to go into the Northampton one uh, in a couple of minutes, but I have got you on the phone and I can't not ask you this because recently we've been doing a a reunion series of the the squad from two seasons before with, with Big Andy White. Had a few uh, ex-players, absolute legend. But there's always a story which goes round about uh, yourself from uh, from Liam Lawrence when he d- did his uh, appearance on Under the Cosh when it was first started about uh, a hero of mine, Neil McKenzie, two foot in your snake. Is that true? It is true. True story. Um, <laughs> I believe it was a Christmas do. But don't quote me on that. But I believe it was a Christmas do. We all went out in Mansfield. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, popped back to my house, which was a little bit of a, a party house at the time. Um, so everyone back to mine for, for more drinks when the clubs shut. Um, and and I believe Macca was scared of a, scared of snakes, and I had a snake at the time. <laughs> Funnily enough, his name was Jake, Jake the Snake. <laughs> um, yeah, and I got him out of his cage, and 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 Macca really really pulled his pants, so to speak. So. I was toying with him and, and, and winding Macca up a little bit. <laughs> and then I think he kicked out, Macca kicked out, and it hit the snake out of my hands and then threw Macca for me. He got up as if he was a horse, galloped over the, across across the living room and proceeded to two-foot the snake. But um, as he fell, um, being fairly, fairly well-oiled with alcohol, he, um, he landed on his wrist awkwardly and uh, broke his wrist. <laughs> Funny story that goes... 
Turley called us in, I think it was on the Monday, that was a Saturday night when we were back training on the Monday. He said, tell me what happened on uh, Saturday night, Reese." I said, why? What, what have you heard? He said, well, I've heard that Neil McKenzie's been trying to slide tackle your snake and managed to break his hand. Uh, I thought honesty was the best policy, and I said, yeah, Gaffer, that's right, but it was a great tackle. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the, I mean, I won't mind me saying this, it's probably, probably the first decent tackle that he's been credited with. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get across, but... I think Curley had a little smile on his face and thought, well, lads will be lads. And that was the, the type of team that we had at that time. They would, they would work hard, but also play hard. And, and that helped with the team spirit. It helped with, with everything around the club. It was just a great place to be at that time. Yeah, that's why I sort of bring it up, really, because I think any successful team, it all comes down to character within the dressing room, doesn't it? Oh, we had that in abundance. We really did. It was, it was a great... Well. I, got, I got always say that I've, I've been part of promotion-winning teams throughout my career. I was lucky enough to be involved in a few of them. And um, how that team didn't actually get promoted is, is really a travesty because the, the team spirit and commitment that, that that team had was the best I've been involved in. Yeah, and it's it was certainly an enjoyable one to watch. I think for me, it would have been the first proper full season that I'd watched. I'd been to a few games the seasons, the two seasons before, but this one in particular really, really got me gripped. I, I vividly remember we played somebody, I can never remember who it was, we played somebody really long away on a Tuesday night and uh, I was always going to go and end up skipping school at lunchtime and got chased down the full length of our village to the bus stop by the deputy head teacher because uh, I was just I was just keen to go. I just I didn't want to miss, miss games. Fastest I've ever run in my life. Never run any faster ever since. I don't, I don't do running, but uh, some incredible times. And of course, that's what sort of you know brings me to this because the Northampton game in, in this current season it's brought back vivid memories. And of course, the first leg uh, away at uh, at Sixfields, obviously, it's it's different this time round. We're at home first, away second. But back then we were away first, and you got us off the mark. Yes. Um... What I can remember, it was a set piece that we had worked on through the week. Uh, Liam's quality from set plays was 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 great, and um, I scored quite a few goals. I think that season from from corners and 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 free kicks. Um, but yeah, it, it, we, we worked on it. It was a block. I think that this this um, actually blocked my man, which freed me up, and then Liam put it on the sixpence, and, and luckily enough, I. I've attacked it, and the timing was right, and um, yeah, one nil. I think it, it made made yeah. my goal was one nil up. Yeah, put us one nil up. I think I think then uh, Junior might have scored the second, and then second leg. Talk about a roller coaster ride from being two nil up in uh, in ninety minutes in the in the first leg to three three two down on aggregate, and then uh, Tom Curtis pops up right at the death in the yes, second leg. He did. he did great volley by Tom. I can't remember that. Um, Smashed it in and, and yes, took it into extra time. I think it was a bit of a dead rubber in extra time. There were no real chances. Just both teams kind of settling to take it to pens, I think. Yeah, you didn't take one in the five, but were you, were you going to take one? Or did you put your hands up or did you shied away from it? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, was, I was more than happy to take one. Um, but I think that Curly had his, had his takers and um, he stuck with that. I don't, I don't know where he had me in the... In the in the numbers, five or six, maybe uh, six or seven, maybe. But yeah, I think he had his his penalty takers, and and that was that. Yeah, I mean, perhaps he sort of foresaw what happened in your testimonial. Can you remember? <laughs> 
Yes, I can. Having said that, I, w- I did only have a half, well, a one and a half leg at that point. So <laughs> get out of jail. Yeah, that's that's very true. And to be fair, they're after keep letting you take. I think we genuinely would have been there all night though if you'd have kept us in. <laughs> oh dear. Great times though, mate, great times. And of course, you know, we get thrown on penalties on that night. And what can you remember about the atmosphere at Field Mill as was? Because like this season, my memories of it is it was always bouncing. Yeah, it it was, it was, like I said, it was just a great place to be at the time, not only at the training ground, but at at Field Mill and and around the town as well. We all used to go out for a beer in various boozes around Mansfield. And the atmosphere and the, the, the fans, it, everybody was on board and we were all pulling in the same direction and like I said that just helped with um, the team spirit and the togetherness and, and it was just a great place to be all round I loved them well that season the years I had at Mansfield I loved them all but that season in particular was was one that really stood out in my career and um, yeah it was a great time yeah it's just a shame that it ended in the way it did what are your memories of uh, the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff because for you obviously you know, it's the the national stadium for you, so that must have firstly filled you with immense pride to to play on that on that ground. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was a couple of buses, I believe, from the Valley and from. It was a couple of busloads, fifty-two seaters went down to support and watch. <laughs> so first and foremost, that was really nice to have some re- real close family and friends down there watching. Um, I'll be honest. I've I've been lucky enough to play at Wembley a couple of times in my career, and I do prefer Wembley, even though Cardiff and Principality or Millennium Stadium, it was then, um, is my is my national stadium. I think Wembley is just a little bit more special from from a footballer's point of view. Mm. But on that day, what I can remember, um, not a lot from the game really. I think it was a bit of a boring game, if I'm honest. Yeah, nervy. It was a a bit of a boring one to be involved in. Not much happened until that that perfectly fine goal got disallowed um, I think it was that Colin Larkin scored yeah. it or, or did Larks head it back to, to, to Lauren and Lauren knocked it in I think it, I think it might have been Larks that pulled it that pulled it back yeah I think he was the one that yeah. got flagged for offside I can't remember so, so apart from that I don't think there was anything that really happened too exciting um, but then obviously I remember the penalties quite vividly um, <laughs> Yeah, so it was the Friday, I think. Oh, we 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 trained at Sheffield Wednesday, uh, Sheffield United's training ground before we went down. I don't know if I've told this story before, but um, yeah, and on on the training session, we stayed out. Myself and Liam stayed out practicing penalties after after the session had finished, and um, we were taking a few penalties as you do and. And then Liam said to me, "Right, one more, and this is how I'm going to take a penalty if we get if we get one down in Cardiff." And um, he ran up and he and he done the pedenka and he dunked, he dinked it, and it hit the crossbar and went in. And I said to him, "You haven't got the minerals to do that." Well, that's the worst thing I could possibly say to him. <laughs> so are we now? Are we now saying? Are we now saying that you're to blame? It, it could. It could be my fault. Yeah. So any, anyway. Um, Obviously, what happened happened. We went down. He's done that, and, and I bet if he done it another hundred times, he'll score. He'll score them all. But um, unfortunately, that one occasion didn't go in. And I don't think it really mattered anyway because we we had missed other penalties, hadn't we? Yeah. And 
and yeah, Huddersfield didn't didn't really look like look like missing. But funnily enough, he was a good friend of mine who I've, I've recently been working with um, coaching. Lee Fowler scored the winning penalty and run off run off with his hand in the air. So look, he was really disappointing at the time, both from a personal level, but for the team as well, because like that team was so close and and everyone got on. But um, where where people are let down and, and, and don't do very well. Others others do well. So take my hat off to Huddersfield, and they've gone from strength to strength, uh, strength to strength after it. Yeah, they certainly have, and it's been it's been really good to see their journey. And you know, we've been on our own journey as well. And I know that you know that's also involved you in it in a second spell as well. We'll talk about that more uh, another time. But I know that Mansfield is a club which you know you, you do hold dear to your heart. Yes, definitely. It's the club, and I've always said this, it's the club that kind of made me a, a man um, on the field and off the field. <laughs> <laughs> so so be, being at uh, Man City beforehand, it was it was very much uh, academy, and yeah, I played for the reserves, and I was in the round the first team a, a couple of times, but they were always, the majority of the matches I played didn't really matter, but the minute I come over to Mansfield, you, you've got fans that really truly care how that how that team does on a Saturday and instantly you you've got a man up you've got to you've got to step up to the plate and deliver because if if you don't deliver then you're letting them fans down you're letting yourself down you're letting the club down it 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 really it really matters so um yeah Mansfield give me that kind of just to to make sure that every game I give my best and every training session and yes, it, it makes it makes you become a, a, a proper player, pro- proper professional, and that's what Mansfield done for me. Yeah, and I know that you, you know you've been keeping an eye on uh, results where you can and trying to get to to games when you can as well. What have you made of uh, our progress this season? Unbelievable, to be honest. I thought that um, it was going to be another disappointing season at the start. We all but did. Then, well, yeah, <laughs> um, but then the run that the, the team have been on has been absolutely fantastic, and. And to give themselves the chance of automatic promotion going into the last game of the season, I thought I thought was an outstanding achievement. Um, obviously, getting to the playoffs is a, is a good achievement from where they were at at the start. But um, I'm sure they'll take that. If somebody said to to the Mansfield fans uh, after a month or so of the season that you'll finish off in the playoffs, I'm sure that they would have taken that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what's your message to the fans ahead of uh, what is now a, a huge, huge two two games? First of all, at at home at uh, Field Mill or One Call as it's known now on Saturday to a Northampton side who, who lost out on the final day on goals scored madness. Yeah, yeah, that was a bit crazy. Right? <laughs> With uh, Bristol Rovers doing what they did, that was crazy. But um, no, to the fans, just get behind the boys. Um, I always, well, I like to think I always had a really good relationship with the fans, and even though they might not think that their support and cheering on doesn't help, it does. It's a massive, massive thing for those players. So get behind them, make plenty of noise, uh, plenty of encouragement, and, and fingers crossed they can be that 12th man and, and get Mansfield over the line. Yeah, and, and hopefully to Wembley as well, where if we do get there, hopefully you'll be able to join us and uh, revel in the celebrations, fingers crossed, not getting too far ahead of ourselves, but uh, hopefully you can uh, join us on the big stage. Yes, let's not jinx it. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've got everything crossed that the, the team can get there, and, and if they do... Yeah, definitely. I'll be making the trip down there because that will be a, a great event and a great, great achievement from the club. Yeah, it certainly will. We'll have to get you on uh, 
our full Slag Stories episodes with an audience uh, later in the year. But for now, I'm going to let you go because I know that uh, you're now... A, is it a suit and tie job that you've got now, Reese? It certainly is. Uh, it certainly is. Suit and tie. Football was that anyway. Well, Saturday we had to get suited up, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. I suppose it depends on what your manager, what, what your managers are. Most wear rascal tracksuits now, don't they? And uh, these oversized ah, headphones, but yeah, it's not for me. I, I, I used to like dressing up on a Saturday, to be honest. <laughs> now take that how you will. <laughs> well, I'm, not, I'm not saying a single thing, but all I'll say is I will not forget that comment, and we'll certainly be doing some more digging, mate. <laughs> Yes, and dig we shall. If Reese Day thinks he's getting away with saying that at the end and me not following that up, he's very, very much mistaken. More from Reese Day in the coming months on a full Stag Stories episode. I get the feeling that there's a lot, lot more that Reese has to say, not just about that specific Northampton game and uh, things like that, but also about the likes of uh, Neil McKenzie, two foot in his snake, Liam Lawrence. And all the characters that were in that dressing room, I'm sure there's plenty of story to tell, especially considering the fact he was at the club for such a long time. Great to hear memories, though, of that side. And it just goes to show, doesn't it, that uh, a good changing room with good spirits can really help get you over the line. Fingers crossed that's the same for the Stags in the current day and age. Don't forget our preview show, the playoff preview show, will take place Thursday night, Thursday the 12th of May at 6pm live on all the usual feeds. We'll see you there. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.